a very warm welcome to our Whispers of the Soul podcast, where we host conscious conversations with a spiritual and soulful twist. We and our guest speakers talk about life-changing events orchestrated from our soul, so that we can raise the profile of our quieter and more softer voice that comes from our intuition. So stay with us for your next soul download. Whispers of the soul. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Whispers of the Soul. Um, And today, this is episode 23, by the way, um, I am flying solo. I do not have Sibby with me. However, she will be very aptly with us in spirit, (laughs) Um, as she has sent some questions through for me to ask our wonderful guest speaker today, which is Annette Rogers. And our topic today is life after death, a journey into mediumship. So I can't wait to get started with Annette. Um, But just for you listening, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about Annette and her story before we start. So Annette's story did actually start out quite tragically after losing her daughter to a heroin overdose at the age of 16. And understandably, that that day changed her life forever. And in 2000, she founded and ran a charity named after her daughter, Lauren, called Lauren's Link. And that charity supported families affected by drug and alcohol misuse. And then a couple of years later, in 2002, after living each day in a lot of sadness and despair, as you can imagine, um, she was persuaded to attend a local spiritualist church. And that was the day of her spiritual awakening that her spiritual awakening journey began. So since then, Annette has gone on, and and obviously this is a while ago, she's gone on to do uh, TV and radio work. She has trained to become a medium herself and has since trained many mediums as well. Um, And she's really passionate about um, others supporting their consciousness, expanding their consciousness and uh, becoming more self-aware and loving who they are. So welcome, Inet. There you go. That's uh, that's my Thank little you. Intro. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the invite as well. That's quite I was excited. It's a while since I've been able to speak yes. uh, like this. Yeah. So thank and, you. No, you're welcome. And uh, I think that um this is a topic that there's a lot of interest mm-hmm. in. And we've got probably got some people that kind of are interested but don't really haven't really explored it for themselves or that are interested because they have explored it and really want to know more. Um, And it is one of those big questions, isn't it, around what happens Uh when somebody dies. And I think, you know, in Western cultures, it's we've kind of almost been led to believe there's this finality, there's this ending, and then that's it. Um, Whereas if you look at some of the indigenous cultures, for example, they knew that that was not the end that that represented a start or a rebirth in some way. Uh, yep, yep. Hence why they talk about and connect with their ancestors and all of the other stuff that goes along with that. So for people that are curious um, about this topic, what happens after death? What's what's your views on that from your own experiences? Well, because I've in the early days when I first went to the spiritualist church and, and just sat in the church, um 
not expecting a message. I didn't really know. My mum was very spiritual. My mum could see spirit objectively. Ah, okay. um, I used to go to uh, the other local spiritualist church in Derby because there are two. And we just thought, you know, me and my brother and my, my, my dad just thought she was a bit crazy because she could see them. Mm. Um, so it didn't really take a lot of notice. But, of course, after Lauren passed and her Lauren's father believed that when she dead, you're gone, that's it, that's the end, you know, that's the finality of it. Yeah. But this particular day I, when I did go to the church, I just felt so overwhelmed with love and knew that it wasn't the end. Right, okay. Knew that, she, that my daughter was still around somewhere, yes. not really knowing where. And that landed as just a sense, just a... Absolutely, I, I yes. feel that to yeah. be true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I came the day that we... we the, the, she used to go missing anyway. Um, and But the day that we found her, I just woke up that morning with this massive, intuitive, real gut feeling that mm. something's happened to her. Right. But as the day wore on, I kept saying to my partner, she's dead. She is dead. I know she is. But nobody believed me. But again, dead to me was gone. But, of yes. course, going to the church, then going to um, the spiritualist church, it sort of, it gave me a real comfort and taught me. And watching mediums work was incredible. I was in awe of it. How do they do that? How are they connecting? You know, what images are they getting? What voices are they getting? Mm. Um, so really, it led me on to get involved in the church. Yes, yeah. The president of the time could see a potential in me. Yes. She'd never, she'd never met me. She just knew that I used to go to the church. She did know my, find out my story. Um, and I used to sit there week after week, but it was two years right. until I got a message from my daughter. So since you started going to the church, it was two years after that. Uh -huh, that I got a message from Lauren from one particular medium. Right. And she's fabulous. I, I'm, she's really elderly now and she doesn't do it anymore. And quite, it was so evidential that it was like, wow, yes, this is real. Yeah. This is real. You can't argue with that. Not at all. No, she you cannot. presented to you, yeah. 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 Yeah, what she presented. And whenever she was on at the church, I would go because I knew Lauren, she was the only one that Lauren would speak through, mm. which is very interesting. When people, I was going to say, isn't that yeah, interesting? That yeah, not yeah, always yeah. thought about in, in this arena of mediumship, uh -huh. the yeah. match of the medium to the spirit. Absolutely. It's just the same because we're a consciousness, because we never die, because mm. we are this beautiful, incredible energy that mm. never dies, the physical body dies or yeah. goes away or, or disinter whatever yeah but the energy our energy our our true our true self our essence the essence mm -hmm. of who we are mm. never dies yeah so when she gave me all this information from lauren it was like wow so i knew every time i saw her dawn dawn her name is dawn price fabulous medium i knew that lauren would come mm. and she always called her my girly your girl is here. Ah, okay. And Lauren would never tell her her name. She right. knew it began with an L. Again, mediums, when they're being trained today, and I had to go through the same training, you need to get a name, you need to know how they passed, you need to 
know, you know, what colour eyes they've got, you need to know. And no, you don't. Mm. And it's the same as here. You know, Sally, you know, we're attracted to people, aren't we? Like attracts like. Mm-hmm. So why would why would someone who didn't like a certain person's energy want to come through a medium who they didn't like the yes. energy of? Yeah. And that makes perfect sense to me. And, yeah. And how you're explaining that, because you often find that certain personality types in the world of mediumship will bring through either similar or uh-huh. ones that they can connect with because of their life experiences. It's almost like they're... Yeah. There needs to be that match, which kind of lenses towards that path of energy, understanding vibrations, and exactly. And if you're of a, an, if you're of a height, because we, you know, we we go over, we we become a consciousness, we become our true selves, our true essence, where our physical body goes. So if we are of a certain, you know, if we we've studied things. Um, um, we would come to someone who is of a similar mind. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm working, when I'm doing a demonstration and Lauren appears, when I say appears, she appears in my, my uh, her, an image of her and her energy comes around me and she'll have someone with her. I know it's a drug-related death. Right. Because right. it's her. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll know, not necessarily they're female, I'll know it's tragic. I'll know it's tragic how they passed, mm-hmm. and I'll know that there will be drugs involved. They may not have passed with drugs mm-hmm. through drugs, but drugs will have been involved. Well, there's that so, connection. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, when mediums say, or sometimes, sorry, sitters say to me, "Why hasn't my mum come to you?" And I'll say, "Maybe your mum doesn't like my energy. Maybe your mum doesn't want to speak in public." Because, again, people come to demonstrations and say, why hasn't so-and-so come through? They may not want to speak in public. Some of it yeah. may be very, very private. And you don't want everybody knowing your, your business, as it were. Yeah, I think that as well. You know, I've had situations before when I've attended events and I've thought, I don't, I don't think my nana, so my nana hardly came through very very rarely she's not going to feel comfortable with this and the same with my dad whereas if you if you're more on a one-to-one he might become more vocal you know it's that and it's Mm -hmm. almost like you you obviously know them you're you're the one that knows them obviously when they pass and you have this sense of who they are so you can kind of feel into that a bit but it's not always something that's present is it in people's minds think about that they just think i just want the message exactly yeah and they want they want that. So um Sibby has sent a couple of questions. So I thought okay. I'd um ask you on the questions. So when she, when you first started to connect with spirit, how did you know um it was spirit rather than your inner voice or other guides? Okay. Um <clears throat> good question. I do get asked that a lot. When I first started in a development group, we used to sit in this little room. I think there was five of us. And the teacher, mentor, I'd say mentor of the time, said, right, um, we're doing a meditation, excuse me, for 20 minutes, you get your cloak of protection and you get your guide. Well, I can't sit still for 20 minutes. I didn't know what I was, why I was wearing a cloak of protection because it wasn't explained and I couldn't get a guide. So I went on like this thinking, oh, I can't do this because I haven't got a guide. Right. Um Anyway, I soon learned that as I moved on, if you like, I moved on from that circle. And then as I moved on um, and 
the image of it. I'll tell you the story. It was a, I was sitting in a circle because again, uh, the president of the church and my mentor, another mentor, um, said, right, I want you to sit in this circle with us on a Friday evening because you do have potential. And I just let my mind go. I didn't concentrate on, oh, I need a cloak of protection. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do. I just sat and closed my eyes and just invited spirit in. Yeah. And I got a vicar. I'll never forget it. It was my first connection. I got a vicar and he just said, I'm very, I'm really sorry. Please tell them I'm really sorry. He showed me really clearly. I can still see him now. This was a long time ago. And I said, well, as I had to say afterwards, you know, as I went round, I said, well, I got a vicar. And they said, oh, and I said he had a beard, a really bushy beard. And he was really, really sorry. He was in front of his congregation saying sorry. Mm. And, um, you know, they, they said, did you know him? No, I don't recognize him. But it was so clear. Mm-hmm. Blow me. The next day, I got a copy of the Derby Evening Telegraph. And there's this vicar, image as well, who had had a heart attack in front of his congregation and passed. So that to me then, I was so excited and I rang my my friend and said, oh my God, that image I got last night. So that's how I know. That's the validation, isn't it? Absolutely. Coming back saying, okay, so I've I've seen this. I've felt this message. Yeah. This is the evidence of this person passing Mm -hmm. at at that time as well. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a long time ago. Yeah. So it sort of went from there. And then I just took my time gently. I mean, yes. I have been down to, I call it Hogwarts, the Arthur Finley College down in Stansted. And it is like Hogwarts <laughs> for anyone that's been. And I've learned a huge amount from there. But I've also learned how not to do some things yeah. and how not to be. Yeah. And this is what I say to people now. Go and be you. Go yeah. and be you. Don't be, don't be, you know, restrained by you can't say this and you can't do that Mm. because trust me even in spiritualism as is a recognized religion now there is still there's still dogma you're still indoctrinated to a point which is why I moved away from there altogether and just became me Mm -hmm. and since doing that the journey even more has been incredible because I've allowed myself now not to have these these constraints Yep. How free I am free to work. And my, I always say again, any, anyone that I'm sort of entering, if you like, it's like work from the heart, work with the best intentions. Yeah. And, 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 and it's all about love. Yeah. It, and it is that. I know that sounds really cliche, really cheesy. No, but but it is about love. You have those three things. Yep. Anyone can be a healer. Anyone. Yep can connect with other yep. consciousness. Yep, they can. You know, anyone can intuitively work on what they need to find. This, the, they're, like, they're three, like, almost founding stones of, yep. of this type of work, which is so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And and going back to what uh, Sibby asked as well about guides, I've never had. So then I sort of went on from there and, and learned and, and, you know, I never moved away from my little church. I wouldn't go out and about. I just stayed where I was. Yeah. Um, and when I first started out, Lauren would bring someone in to me and say, Mom, this is blah, blah, blah. You go out there and, and, and it was fabulous. But then 
it's almost because I saw her image and then I was left on my own, which is fine, which is fine. And I remember I moved out to Spain. I set up an organ, a soul to soul in Spain and it was, in, I loved it out there. There's, there's there aren't many centers, still a bit political some, but hey, ho, that's what you get, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I remember doing a demonstration at this place and I, we ha- you have to do a philosophy. You have to do an address when you do a service, a divine. They call it divine service on a Sunday, but it's all divine because you're connecting with the divine source. Absolutely. Whether it's a Sunday, Good Friday, Easter, whatever, it's it's the same source. So I was doing this, and you'd have to do an address. Of, they call it a philosophy, but and I was sitting there, like I, 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 before I had to speak, and it was well, who's okay? What am I going to talk about? And straight away, Gandhi, Gandhi's image, the the I was overwhelmed. I was I'm like. <gasps> It was overwhelming. And I'm going goose pimpling out. It was yeah. overwhelming this energy, and and I and I said, "Who is this?" And this image appeared in front of me in my mindset, in my third eye. Yeah. And I'm like, "Wow!" And he said, "Right, I'm going to help you with this." He said, "I want you to talk about love, but I want you to break it down into light of visual energy." Mm. Love. So I said, okay, what else? And he went, no, just stand. When you stand up, I'll be here and I will give you information. Mm-hmm. And people, after people were in tears and afterwards came and said, wow. And I said, thank you. But I did have a little help with that one. Yeah. 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 So, and, and then uh, that was, that's it. Only the once. I remember giving a message from him to someone, which was quite interesting. Um, but then another time I was working, which was really funny. And I was working with this, this, this person in a dem again, in a public demonstration. And um, I could hear laughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is this? And it was Doris Stokes. And again, her image appeared in front of me. She said, right then, Ducky, because she used to call people Ducky, right then, Ducky, this is what you're going to say. And it was hilarious. And I'm like, Right, okay, because I like humour. I like a lot of humour with mine. Um, so then, so she just said, right, oh, that's it. And yeah. off she went. Yeah, yeah. So randomly, these images, you know, these people, these yeah. consciousness of others, but they've yeah. given me their image so I know who they are. Yes. Um, and so back to Sibby's question then, your, the way that you see, see it for people listening, it's through the third eye. Absolutely, yeah. And you obviously you connect with Lauren, who who sometimes works and brings people through. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget this, and this is what's happening in this new consciousness now with this new Earth and this ascension, this five D that's coming in. We are remembering. Yes, absolutely. A hundred. We are remembering where we came from. Yeah. Yeah. And I freaked people out last week. I was doing something at someone's house, and I said, you know we're all from different dimensions and planets even. And they're like, what? I mean, I didn't, I said, no, I'm not getting too deep and meaningful, but we need to expand our consciousness and we're remembering things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's it. As we, as we start to hear, I mean, since the um, three years ago, which I won't talk about, but three years ago when all this stuff happened, yeah. Um, yeah. I have never listened, watched, um, research as much before because I allowed myself and it's almost like I was putting the position so that happened which was good for me because I was in the house uh and uh and I I looked at everything and I started to get and I'm like wow that is so interesting 
And when, when I was in Spain, I used to run circles in Spain and a couple of them were closed circles. And we used to use our spirit board a lot. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, you can't use an Ouija board. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I always remember seeing this guy in a trans, trans session, you're allowed to ask questions and said, are Ouija boards da- dangerous? And this spirit person said, only if I hit you with it. So people are, again, work in love. We were given so much information on this, which made no sense at all five years ago. Nothing well, made is sense. It, isn't it? Because do you, it. do you think that they're kind of, they have a different view of what we view time to be? Absolutely. Well, there is no time, is there? We're, we're controlled by time with, our, with the clock and all this. Um, but there is no, yeah, interesting. So five years ago on the board, Einstein spelled out, and told me, told the girls on the board, I was the medium that would sit and get the information as well. That was, I couldn't see what was coming on the board. Mm-hmm. And Einstein said, we're shutting the world down. Mm. And I said, wow. oh, how are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. I said, doesn't matter how we're doing it. We need to make the powerful powerless. And we need to eradicate pharmaceutical companies. And, and, and at the time we were laughing, going, well, good luck with that one. However... Five years on, we're in this amazing time. I'm loving it. I'm excited about the future. There's more people like yourself that are putting the word out there. You know, um, alternative media is incredible. Um, but that is still, I always say, this is the, the most, this is exciting. And yes, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, the full respect to those people that had a really bad time through the, through the three years. Um, <clears throat> but it's exciting in that it's using people's discernment. Mm-hmm. Don't take what I'm saying as gospel at all. I always say that. These are my views. These yeah. are how I feel. These yeah. are my experiences. Yeah. However, you can have yours. Mm-hmm. You can have your, you know, experiences. You tap yeah. in, tap into the beautiful, you know, universal energy. We all have the answers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, you take responsibility. But, yeah. You know, in my old job, you know, the Lawrence Link, thinking back to then, what it's, it was 25. Where are we now? We're in June, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Are we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are. It, the other week. The Time other, is flying. It is. <laughs> the other week, it was, uh, it was 25 years since Lauren left this earth. 25 I cannot believe it's 25 years and then I sat reflecting on the life yes it was very tragic yes obviously I miss her I really you know I do miss her however I miss her physically but spiritually she's still with me she's still incredible energy she's helped so many people still doing as well with her energy so and I've had the most incredible experiences that are literally out of this world. I've been to America. I've seen beings mm-hmm. appear, beings from other places mm-hmm. appear with a physical medium that was photographed. I have photographs of them. I have photographs of a fairy. We went fairy watching one night. That was an awesome experience. Yeah. Very humbling, I have to say. Yeah. Um, Lauren has appeared in her spirit essence. I have a photograph of her. I have a great friend in the States who is a spirit photographer, and she's sat in many, many seances mm-hmm. taking pictures. Taking images, yeah, yeah. Taking images, which have been very interesting. But she always says she sits on the fence. 
she has to be very, you know, she has to yeah. be very um, yeah. subjective, shall I say, when she's doing this. Um, so Sibby's asked, what is the most common request that you hear from people who've passed on? So she said, for example, do they often want to know that their loved ones, um, do they want their loved ones to know that they're okay or that they've forgiven them for something or, you know, for something kind of still mm-hmm. unfinished, let's say. Um, so that's the first part of the question. The second okay. part is, have you ever had a really unusual request or message? Right. Yes. Okay. Well, request, you mean request from the sitter? Um, yes, or even spirit. Or even the spirit. Let's start with that one. Let's start with the unusual. Request from the spirit. Um, or message. Not a request as such, but a message. Yeah. Which was well, yeah. hilarious. I was doing a put. This is public. <laughs> public demonstration. This is a public demonstration. Let's share. This, this guy came in and he was naked. Okay. <laughs> And he was really, to real Jack the Lad, it was quite funny. And I suppose he felt, I say comfortable, and I'm like, this is public, as I say, and I'm, I'm, I've got this image, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know where to go with this one. And he said, and this is honestly true, he had had a Prince Albert. Right. You know what one of those is, don't you? No. Really? Okay. Oh, God. Are you allowed to stay on the podcast? <laughs> A Prince Albert is having the end of your penis pierced. Oh, okay, right. Why okay, with a, Prince Albert? Is it because Prince Albert? Because Prince Albert had one. Oh, right. Okay. Is it supposed to stimulate? Anyway, we've got to keep it clean because. Yes. Uh, so he's showing. He, so I'm like, you're right. Okay, okay, take that image away. But I, I could still, I could still hear his laughter. He was real Jack the Lad. So oh I had God. to put out. It was so funny, and I said, right, I need to go with this. This guy has just appeared naked, and everybody's laughing. I said, yes, and I said he's talking about someone here knows someone on the earth with a Prince Albert. <laughs> four, four people put their hand up. I'm like. <laughs> Oh my God. There were those people going, What's one of those? And I'm well, like, Like oh, me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just ask the people around you. I've clearly not lived. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so that was only because, again, I knew what one was anyway, but he actually showed me. I'm like, Really? Do I really need that image? He's just showing it off. <clears throat> so <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. So, yes, yeah, so that was an unusual one. A lot of from recipients would, that laugh at me that just say, "What are the lottery numbers?" It's like, look, if I knew the lottery numbers, I wouldn't be standing here every week. You. <laughs> exactly, I'd be off getting um, the ticket. <laughs> always, are they okay? Are, are they okay? Are they happy? Um, were they in pain? You know those sort of questions. Mm. Um, but the, one of the most unusual ones at the same place in Spain, doing a dem, and I'd given this guy on the front row his father, and he was just sat with his arms folded, going, "Yeah, yeah." And I went, "Well, you're not keen on your father." Then he went, "No, not really." I said, "Oh, okay." Anyway, I gave him the message about forgiveness. He said, "I said he's here to say sorry." He's not opening it up. It's public. I'm not opening that up, but he's here to say sorry. And, you know, forgiveness, please forgive him. Anyway, right, okay. I said, well, I'll leave that with you. So as I 
came away from him at the side of me was this on my right because I always work from the right for some reason well the, the, the god brain is your right brain and this image came in this powerful energy and as I looked I had to look up and there was an elephant's face looking down at me the most incredible elephant wow. and as I looked and I'm like wow and 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 everybody's looking at me like, like, what's she seeing? Yeah, yeah, and I could, yeah. I could see its eyelashes. It was beautiful. Gosh. And I said to this guy, I said, I'm still with you. I said, would you understand why I'm seeing an elephant? And he started to cry. And the, the, every, the audience were laughing because I'd seen this elephant. And he said, yes. He said, she was mine. I used to work in a circus. <gasps> And she was mine. And I said, well, she's very naughty because she's, she didn't eat what she was supposed to eat. He said, no, that's right. He said she used to put her trunk in my caravan window and pinch my toast. Now, there's a sentence you don't say every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I go from a Prince Albert to an elephant's trunk. Oh, my God. Incredible. Do you, know, do you think they, they got the wrong impression of you in it? <laughs> Quite, quite possibly, but, but but because I'm so open and, and love humour, this is it. I feel this is why I get those sort of um, get those. I mean, trust me, I can be very serious. I have had some really incredible messages yeah. to give to people. Yeah, yeah, and I've had incredible message myself mm. um, regarding Lauren. Lauren was found on the 6th of July uh, of June 1998. We found her that day. But on the 3rd of June, again, I had this feeling she'd been missing three days, blah, blah. And in her diary, the last entry, because she always kept a diary, was the 3rd of June. Right. So we found her on the 6th. And I, so secretly, I, on the 3rd of June, I used to think about her a lot and have my own little celebration, if you like. And then on the 6th of June, other people wanted to get involved. So I go to Hogwarts nine years later along my journey. I go to Hogwarts and see this transfiguration medium. He's an amazing physical medium. Only He was only a young lad at the time. And um, I see him, and I've never seen anything like this before. And in the bar afterwards, because there is a bar, <laughs> in the bar afterwards. <laughs> oh, um, you need a bar afterwards. <laughs> you do, actually, because <laughs> you know, when you go to that place, you work 12 hours a day. You work nine till nine at night. You're working a lot. That's you get your money's worth, I have to say. Anyway, so we're chatting. And I said, wow, where did you learn that? He said, I used to sit with Colin Fry, blah, blah, blah. And I and I just said, he said, you've got a daughter in the spirit world. I said, yes, I have. And he said, um, she's got a nose ring. She wears a nose ring. Well, nobody ever picked that up. And she did have a nose ring. And I said, yes, she did. And he gave me, and he said, it was an accident, you know, mom. It wasn't, she didn't mean it. I said, yes, I, I've, I've learned that over the years. That, yeah. And I, and I said, oh, thank you for that. And as I walked away, he shouted at me and said, oh, by the way, Mum, it was the 3rd of June, not the 6th of June. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Now, I burst into tears. I ran back and gave him a hug. And I said, I've waited nine years for that answer. <gasps> That's evidence. Wow. That was incredible. Wow. And, you know, it, it kind of, it makes you wonder then how people that are, are kind of still on the fence or still a bit skeptical mm -hmm. about life after death what could you say do you think to them that 
would help them be more curious about it? Well, I, I, I feel personally with a lot of people that don't believe or they're, 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 they may fear death. Mm-hmm. They right. may fear death. Um, and that's fine. But some people, again, through, I suppose, depending what religion or whatever you, you believe are there, feel that it's it's inappropriate maybe to think beyond going to see the priest if you want a message from God, that mm-hmm. sort. Again, I'm not disrespecting or judging anyone. Here. No, no. However, that's how it's seen. Now, yeah. my dad was one of these that just sort of, he was brought up Catholic, my mum's C of E, and um, he just didn't, he just didn't, well, he, not that he didn't believe, he just didn't really care, to be fair, to be fair to him. However, when mum passed first, I used to take him to get his pension every Saturday, take him shopping, and I'd take him to get his pension. And he came out with a big smile on his face. I said, oh, what are you smiling at? They're giving you more than they should have. And he said, no. He says, I've just stood in that queue in the post office and this feather floated down from the ceiling and landed on my shoe. Mm. He said, that's your mum, isn't it? Because my mum was a great believer in signs. and right. Oh, she was incredible. And I said, yeah. He said, right, will you take me to church, please? How incredible. Took him to the church. I was chairing. The medium didn't know that he was my dad. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying, come on, mum, give him a message. Come on. At the very last message she went to him, she went to him and said, I have the most beautiful lady for you. She's your wife. And the evidence she gave him was incredible. And afterwards he said, why don't people believe? And I went, you never believed. Yeah. And and in in your work doing mediumship, what what do you what do you find is the most rewarding thing? What kind of lights you up about doing the work? Giving that evidence, giving that, and and, and again, you see in in the um, in the churches, shall we say, the spiritualist church. Like if we had this, if I went to have a conversation about consciousness and all these things, I'd be excommunicated. I'd be thrown out because they have a certain way you need to work. Right. Um, but I can't remember what you said now. It's about the um, most rewarding things. Oh, you- right. Yes. Is is being able to give someone mm. hope. The yeah. church, uh, that little church saved my life when I lost Lauren. Yeah. And yes, I left, I left it, but I've moved on to, 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 you know, to, to experience amazing things. But the reward is for people to say, you have really uplifted me. Mm. Now, a lot of the times they come, because I do card readings as well, so a lot of the times they don't necessarily want granny from the spirit world. They want some upliftment for themselves. But because we're all a consciousness, whether we're discarnate or incarnate, you connect with the consciousness and can see ahead. And people will go, oh, you're telling fortunes. No, you're not. Do you know, quite interestingly, I was given, when I was working in Gran Canaria, I was given a five-year business plan. They they showed it me. They laid it out for it. It was incredible. Right. In, in my mind. And I said to this girl, you'll be, you'll be leaving the island. You'll be working. I remember it really distinctly. You'll be working in Plymouth. You'll be working in a leisure centre. You'll be doing this, doing this, and this is in the next five years. And she just stared at me like I'd just fell out of the sky. And... And I just said, well, please let me know. I know it doesn't make sense now, but please let me know. Sure enough, a few years later, she actually got hold of me at Lauren's link because she'd remembered where I worked and said, can't believe it. Mm. That was right. 
I'm now living in Plymouth and I run a leisure centre. Mm-hmm. As we know, Sally, synchronicity is an amazing, I love synchronicity, mm-hmm. where everything slots into place. And the thing is, as well, you might have some readers. I mean, because of the way you work, you know, you're setting those good intentions, you're thinking about higher outcomes, and you're coming from a place of love. That was probably why the reading flowed the way it did. But they might go to other people that are not looking on that said timeline or how things, you know, because that, that might have come out with a complete, something completely different. And I know people that have had an experience where they've been told something that's, let, let's say it's not positive. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. often, I often wonder how much of the creation was actually them through that placebo yeah. effect of believing yeah. believing mm-hmm. it and then it happening yeah to the yeah. actual reading that they were told so it's, yeah. it's kind of it's it, it's so important isn't it to find the person that's really got your best interests yeah at heart that yeah. can work from that that um uh neutral place there is no ego no neutral place but that really through that sense of love to give to give them that support that they need at that time. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Because I would never, and I don't, I I, I don't agree with mediums giving bad messages. Mm. Or I don't get. This is the other thing why people don't believe or get in touch. They might tell me something bad. I don't want to know anything bad. Well, a, a, a response because it's a big responsibility. Yeah. A responsible medium working from the heart will never give bad. It's like if I'm doing even a private reading or a dem, when I know someone's taking their own life, I don't want them to show me. They don't want to show me. Mm. And I'll just say, you understand how this person passed. I feel they took themselves over. This is what I'm being told. Yes, that's it. End of. I wanted to just ask you for people listening. Uh The, um, The consciousness versus this spirit and and their incarnated life and how that kind of works because um you know people often think about things like reincarnation Mm -hmm. so if they've reincarnated is the spirit of who they were in that lifetime you knew them still there and how does that work with do you know what i'm saying with yeah 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 yeah. so people often ask this question so when i'm connecting with them they have to give me that life that they had here mm-hmm. not one before that otherwise it wouldn't make sense to the receiver yes so yeah. they have to give me that life it's like if i said to you oh your father's in the spirit world he's a beautiful ball of energy now that wouldn't make any sense to you mm. i need an image i need an image and they want to give you an image yeah what are you connecting with what am i connecting with am i connecting with This goes back, I suppose, to Sibby's question. Am I connecting with my past life when I say I've got Frank here from the 1800s or am I connecting with someone's loved one? And I think that, you know, that's a really good point to raise. And I think that I often see I often see that as narrowing down to get the right the tuning of the frequency. You have to be really specific. Mm -hmm because you need to identify and and going back to this idea of of consciousness and time actually not being linear, but being simultaneous. If we've all had these experiences in all of these different incarnations, but are kind of all happening at the same time, even though 
in order for our consciousness to understand yep. it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't yeah. go completely insane. It's separated out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's everything simultaneous. We use the word past, but it's not really past. It, exactly. And there's there's quite a few people that are remembering different incarnations at, at different times, dimensions, planets that are actually quite comfortable now in sharing yes. that information. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, we were going back to what we were saying about this expansion. It kind of, <laughs> hey, guess what? It's coming full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, um, yeah. we we started with, really with this this tiny individuation point of what we thought was our identity, personality. But we are, as time is going on, we're realizing yeah. that that's yeah. Because who are we? You know, we're born to parents. We're given a name by our parents. We go to school. We're told what to do. We go to work. We're told what to do. We get married, have a partner. They try and tell us what to do. Then. And, and it continues, but it's like break away from that, the matrix, if you like, break away from it all, and just who are you? Who are you? In, who who are you? And you what know that you? that can be one of the most difficult questions to answer. Yeah. Because when I started to ask that, I was coming out with things like I was describing who I was by my job, or I was describing who I was by mm-hmm. my name. I was describing who I was by my said likes and dislikes. But if you yeah. push beyond that. And you start to find yourself scratching your head. That's a good place to be, in my opinion. (laughs) Absolutely. When you start to really kind of do that internal Mm -hmm. work, isn't it? I am, and everybody say it, I am the most beautiful, amazing, powerful human. I'll I'll use human being, human being with so much love and, uh, you know, expansion of consciousness and knowledge and understanding. It's understanding as well. Mm. It's like back in, as I said, in Spain, we've got all this information. We haven't got a clue what it meant, but now I do. Now I've looked back on all the journals because we record everything in a journal. Yeah. Now I look back, it's like, wow, we were told this all those years ago. But again, time's just like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then there's those of us that are, you know, thirsty for all yes. this knowledge, all this understanding, and let's all meet together. Let's get out there. Because mm-hmm. um, I have, keep getting this vision of being Wilshire. I've got to go to Wilshire. I keep being told Wilshire is the place right. that is the most, um, shall we say, how can I put it, where they've got the most crop circles, where they see the most um, craft, if you like, alien. Yeah. I, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And I just keep getting this vision of meeting all these amazing people there. Imagine, yeah. imagine the energy you could get if you all spread from there. It'd be incredible. Well, we, we, I think it's safe to say that myself and Annette could chat for quite a considerable amount of time. Um, but for the sake of this podcast, we'll wrap it up um, for now. But uh, for those of you listening, um, hopefully you've enjoyed um, Annette's story and you know a little bit more about mediumship and if um, people listening wanted to get in touch with you or find out about the work you're doing now Annette is there anywhere that they can find you um yes on well as presumably people are on Facebook they could maybe go to Facebook yeah um and just so it's Rogers with a d or a dg and just search me out there Okay, okay. Mm. I can always pop that in the um, show notes anyway. So. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right, fabulous. Yeah. 
thank you so much it's been oh, awesome been, and like you say, we could go on forever, but uh, there's another day. <laughs> there is. There is. Another Thank day. Thank you so much. Another Thank podcast you. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. So if you would like to connect to us elsewhere in the multiverse, well, you can. You can find me, Sally, at thecreativeview.co.uk or on Instagram as the.creative.u. For Sibby, her website is healingrights.com and she's also on Instagram as Sibby Rights. Lots of love. See you soon.